Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Amen. Well, wonderful to have you in church, everybody, on uh, one of the key uh, weekends in our Church of Global Heart, because it's really where we are stepping up individually. This is where you're stepping up into what God calls you to do as a believer and into what God calls me to do as a believer. It's not just a church thing. It's actually an individual believer's calling to step up and be a builder of God's house around the world where He calls you as a church in Jesus' name. And uh, so Friday night, I actually entitled the message Appointment to Change the World. So I'm just doing Appointment to Change the World Part 2. <laughs> So it's a short version this morning, but uh, I, I just loved even t- today. Did you enjoy? We got to worship in French again, which is really representing Quebec, where the Lord has called us. And Pastor Spencer and Leah are focused that uh, I think a lot of you know it's one to two percent um, Christian in Quebec, Canada. One to two percent. How sad is that, evangelical Christian? And then. When you look into the stats of what's happening there, they got one of the highest suicide rates in the world right up there with Japan. So in this beautiful place, but high suicide rates, so many problems. And guess what? That's always when people don't know God and you remove God, the people are lost. And we don't know why we're lost. We're just lost. And, uh, and already the people that we are seeing getting saved and coming in, the French lady you heard giving a testimony, she's just a new Christian. And the uh, other young guy who spoke in Montreal, he told me, I didn't even know who, I just knew the name Jesus. I had no clue about Jesus at all. How sad is that, everybody? So we are commissioned by the Lord to bring the gospel to people. You and I are commissioned. We're called to do that. And in actual fact, if you're a believer, it's not just Jesus. something Jesus says, uh, you know, if you like to. He says, no, go into all the world. He rises from the dead. Everybody's waiting for His opening speech. And His opening speech is, go into all the world. Start in Jerusalem, which is Perth. Then go to Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth and bring the gospel. And the Bible says, uh, the gospel will preached in all the nations of the world and then the end will come. Then the end will come. So God has called us to preach the gospel, play our part. As I said before, we can't, we can't go everywhere. We can't preach everywhere in the, in the world. That's, and that's also not our calling, but we are called to go. And we are called to go where He has called us to go in Jesus' Name. You know, on Friday night, I was um, uh, talking about um, Saul who became Paul. Actually, let me just stop. I'm just gonna segue for a moment. Actually, I was going <laughs> to, i just segue. Friday night service, uh, we, you know, we start seven o'clock on Friday nights. You want to be here on Friday nights. Eh? This Friday, I, the service continues to 10 o'clock. So there's a whole lot of us were here till I went about 10, but it apparently went on longer than that and uh, continued on. But Friday night, God was really doing something. We all couldn't leave and we just ended up, you couldn't leave. We were just capturing the presence of God. And absolutely, Friday night, talking God's heart, preaching God's heart, the Lord then was anointing all of us and touching us. I had to get a chair up here and just sit down. I was getting so touched by God. And uh, so we're there. Can I encourage you, the moment you start doing what God's called us to do in the area of missions, God anoints it. He anoints it. And, um, And by the way, this Tuesday night, we've got our prayer meeting coming. Can I encourage everybody to come? Because you need to learn to pray. 
Can I encourage everybody to come because your prayer needs to get better. <laughs> and there's something about corporately praying. And by the way, I just heard this woman talk. She's a, she was a witch, like, and she's become a Christian. And she said that uh, as soon as I found out, she, she was paid by people to curse people and all kinds of stuff. And she said the demonic realm was so real, people would be impacted by her, what she cursed them with. And she said she would find out that things weren't happening in a place. Why is it not happening over that family? I got paid to curse them and that. And uh, she's telling her story and she said, then I found out they were Christians and every night they prayed with their children, prayed over their home and uh, invoked the name of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus over the home. She said, I couldn't do anything with them. This is a former witch. So everybody, I think we need to take serious, right? It's, we're not in a game, it's supernatural. And, uh, and so when you come, come to warfare on Tuesday, come to pray, bring your children. Because we don't know what God is protecting us from, that the enemy has some other set up for us, you know. So come on Tuesday, but hearing her say that, she said, oh, I couldn't touch the Christians then. She goes, and now I've become one. But she said, back then it wouldn't impact them. And she couldn't work out. She said, why is this family not being impacted? Then she found out, oh, they're Christians and they pray with their children every night, she said. Um, so uh, we're gonna do that Tuesday night, everybody. So come, let's pray and, uh, and, and let's get wiser about the impact of what we do when we pray. And then also to... Um, uh, Friday night, I think we're going to have a camp meeting. So Friday night, we'll just, we'll change it up Friday. So come Friday. I don't know what's going to happen Friday, but we'll have an extended worship time. We'll wait on God. And then, uh, and if you're, you know, if you want to get touched by God, I think we'll be praying for people and stuff. Uh, if you're not ready for the supernatural, there might be a Netflix good movie on, I don't know. But uh, you really, <laughs> but if you're up for God, Friday night, let's really pray and really believe and see the Lord touch some people as well. Amen. So uh, I'm excited about this week. So be praying everybody this week to uh, just work out a time. I think if you just work out when's the time to pray. I like to walk and pray. I just get, uh, get moving and get praying, maybe walking and praying. And then also work out, you know, miss a meal. Miss, you know, praying fast. You know, sometimes uh, people do a Daniel's diet where they're having one. Anyway, you can choose what you want to do, but let's just do something together. The power is in doing it together. And, uh, and, and uh, let's include our children in that prayer as well in Jesus' name. Um, so Friday night I was talking about um, Saul, how he had such a God appointment. He was a Jew of Jews, scholar of scholars, uh, was taught under uh, Gamaliel, who was like, just knew the law back the front. He was killing Christians, persecuting Christians. He was there when Stephen got stoned to death, one of the great Christians in the book of Acts. He was cheering that on. He's murdering and he is uh, high up in Judaism. Everybody knows about him. And then the next minute, God bumps him off his horse on the way to Damascus. A light shines all around and he hears a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And how interesting, again, that right there, he's persecuting people. He's persecuting and killing Christians. And God's voice says to him, why are you persecuting me? Just remember that sometimes we think, uh, you know, that we're not impacting Jesus when we do missions, when we feed the poor, when we uh, sow into tenacious house. Jesus says, no, no, you're doing that to me. You're doing that to me. He was saying, Saul, you're persecuting me. So those people are me. 
And I encourage you, wherever we go, we're seeing these people uh, earlier in their testimonies, we're serving Jesus there. Because Jesus says, you serve the least of these, you're serving me. Anyway, so he gets bumped off his horse. He's blind for three days. And then God goes, go to a man in Damascus, Ananias. He's going to pray for you. Your side will come back. And also just, I was bringing out the point on Friday night that many times we come into the Christian life, we're blind, we don't see, we don't understand it and we have no clue. And, uh, and then God doesn't say to Saul, why don't you stay home? Uh, you got lost your sight, put a jaffle on, get a pancake on. I'll just come to you in about three days. No, he says, go to that man. Everybody, God doesn't remove people from your life because you got saved and it was powerful. God does not take people out of the process. We take people out of the process. We take that person out, that person out. God says, I sent that home group leader, that uh, Christian pastor, that person. We're like dismissive of them and we miss the process of God because God does not uh, bypass people and He touches us when we come humbly in that area. When you come humbly to God, you're using a person around me. Help me, God, don't get me f- get familiar with that. And God will, ch- God will change it up through the seasons of life. That person, He'll use that person now. He's using that person. We're like, we're like Lord, where are you? Where are you? Someone comes along. I really want to share something from the Lord. I'll get lost. <laughs> That's what we're like. And God goes, um, I was coming to you through that leader. I was coming to you through that home group leader. I was coming to you through that pastor. I was coming to you through that Christian leader. And we're like, we dismiss them. And in that dismissive, we may not know the impact of that in this life because God was trying to bring something to us. So here, um, I'll just read to you, uh, just again, talking about an appointment. We have an appointment as a church and you have an appointment. By the way, when you hear the Bible stories, I just always want to fill people in. When you hear a Bible story, it is not so we go, wow, what a lovely story. <laughs> it's not so we go, oh, isn't that amazing church history? Every time you hear the Word of God, everybody, God is saying, this is for you. Yeah. Every time you hear the Word of God, God is saying, this is for you. Yeah. God is saying, go and do likewise. God doesn't say, hey, this is for certain people. It's for Graham and Penelope and Joy and Kiru, and the rest of you switch off. Do you know some Christians think that? They think it's for four people. It's not. God is saying, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. This is for you. For you. For you. God's saying this is for everyone. For you, personally. And when we get that, we realise, wow, here's the big thing. I'm valuable to God and I'm valuable in what I do in this life. My choices are valuable. My choices, my obedience, my worship, my service to God. It's so valuable to God, but then it's so valuable to people in Jesus' name. So in Acts 22, it says, Ananias, who I just mentioned, a devout man according to the stand of the law, well spoken by all of the Jews who lived there, came and standing near, he said to me, Brother Saul, after three days, receive your sight. And at that very moment, I recovered my sight and looked up at him. And he said, the God of our fathers has appointed you. Listen to this, everybody. The God of our fathers has appointed you to know His will and to progressively understand His plan, clarity and power. Oh, to progressively understand His plan with clarity and power. I love it. And to see the righteous one, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and to hear a message from His own mouth. For you will be His witness to all men testifying of what you have seen and heard. And He says, now why do you delay? Get up and be baptised. 
and wash away your sins by calling on His name for salvation. There's a great one for everybody who's not baptised. Why do you delay? Why do you delay? Get up and be baptised and, uh, and wash away your sin by calling on His name for salvation. So the Bible says right here, the God of our fathers has appointed you to know His will. Everybody, the God of our fathers has appointed you to know His will. The God of our fathers has appointed you to know His will and for us as a church family to know His will and to walk in His will. And by the way, don't you love God? Here He is, a Jew of Jews, scholar of scholars, knows law back front. And God says, hey, I'm going to send you later in the passage to the Gentiles, the (laughs) non-Jews. I love God, right? Surprise! The very thing that you thought you were and I trained you for your whole life, I'm now going to send you to the non-Jews instead. Everyone, we don't call the shots with God. We don't call the shots with God. I'm always interested, I say to people, hey, what's God asking you to do? What's God saying to you? And they sometimes are thrown because I think they're thinking what they want to do versus what does God want you to do? We all need to be asking that, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, God? And, uh, and here's what happens is God tells our eldership and pastoral team what He wants us to do as a church leadership and then we're bringing it to everybody who God has planned in the house because as a family, God has a call for the church. God has a, a call for Global Heart Church. And so he, he speaks to us His will. And by the way, I love it again. You know, God is using Ananias. Everybody stop dismissing people. I just want to say this four times for some people. Stop dismissing people. Stop dismissing people. Stop being above other people. Because God uses them to help you in your journey. He uses them to bring you sight that you don't currently see. Spiritually don't understand. And uh, we all need new perspective. I was saying Friday night, Pastor Jack Haynes, I took him for dinner on Monday night. He's his visa got delayed. He was off to Kenya actually do a, a missions conference. And so I thought, oh, that'd be nice. We're having a bit of dinner Monday night. And then Jack just said, now, Jared, I need to speak to you. And then I was like, hang on a minute. I haven't got to dessert yet. <laughs> and he started speaking to me about the call of God in my life and what we're doing as a church. And he said, I need to speak to you. And it was all good. He's loving what we're doing. He started crying over some of the things that we're doing. Jack's tearing up at dinner with me. But he's saying, for you, I want to speak to you. And I was like, thanks, Jack. Anyway, I'm in there in tears in this rest, Thai restaurant. <laughs> because God sent Ananias and Pastor Jack Haynes to help me see something that I'm not quite seeing. What we mainly do is have somebody come along and do that. And we're like, hey, get lost. I haven't had my dessert. I'm listening to you. What do you know? And we wonder like, and then we go, Lord speaketh, your servant heareth. And the Lord's like, <laughs> the Lord's like, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing that I really feel the Lord's saying to us through our faith promise for uh, 2024. Just the word that really was coming to me really strongly um, this morning again. But I, I just want, sometimes you're like, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying right now? And obviously we're going to help our different mission fields. But I really felt just this morning that word strengthen, strengthen. God's saying to us throughout, through your faith promise for 2024, when you sow, when you give, when you faith promise and you plan to do it, Sue and I don't put the mission's faith promise on the back burner. We've got that set up. Jordy said, bank deduction. We've got that set up. That is the first priority. Not, not hey, I'm going to faith promise this and then I'll get to that maybe down the track. 
No, it's first place. It's first place. So, so what's happening is I felt the Lord saying, you're going to strengthen the campus pastors. You're strengthening them. You're giving courage to them to say, keep going. What they're doing is so challenging. So you're planning a church. You know, there's nothing on earth like planning a church. You've got to do it to know what it's like. You've got to plan a church to understand, to be able to respect really what it takes. A lot of people have, a, a lot of people have opinions. It's very amazing, but they don't, can't even plan a home group. Why do people feel like I have a big opinion about planning a church or the church? Plan a home group. Let's see how you go. <laughs> go ahead. Because it's a very big deal. So all of our campus pastors out there are doing a very big thing, but we're strengthening them. We're strengthening their team. We're strengthening the church. And Isaiah 54 verse 2 says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. So that's God's heart that they'd stretch out, keep going, that we as a church family in Perth, we keep stretching out there. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and look, strengthen your stakes. So God's saying strengthen the stakes. There's stakes in the ground in Germany. There's stakes in the ground in Zambia. There's stakes in the ground in Melbourne and in Hamburg. God says there's stakes there. Montreal, stakes in the ground. But God says, hey, stretch out, but then strengthen. Stretch out, but then strengthen. And uh, Isaiah 35.3, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. So God's saying to any, where there's any weakness, let's strengthen it because right now they will have the enemy coming against them because he hates the church. We need to be praying for Pastor Spencer and Leah. The devil hates the fact that we've gone to a place that has one to 2% Christianity, evangelical Christianity. He hates it. So, but they're now in the front line of that not us. So we've got to say, hang on, you know, not rather than just, hey, yay, go, Spencer and Leah. We just say, we need to help strengthen them. We need to help strengthen them. Because they're family. They're family. And they're representing you and they're representing me there in Quebec. Um, John, Job 4.4 says, your words have upheld him who was stumbling and you've strengthened the feeble knees there as well. So God's Word reminding us again, strengthen people when they feel like, so through our faith promises, people are feeling supported. They're feeling like, I've got faith to do this. I've got faith to keep going. Because leasing a building in Hamburg is so expensive. Leasing a building in Montreal, it's like, it's a, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. There's just, uh, the real estate is so expensive in Montreal and then there's hardly anything to find, yet there's no churches. You drive around where we have church, millions of people live there, you cannot find a church. I think we found one church that I got the guys to dig out, small church in a back area, but there's just no church, is there? So what's happening is we're agreeing with Jesus and saying, Lord, we're stepping up with you to implement what you've called us to do. Um, Philippians, uh, sorry, 1 John 3.17, 1 John 3.17 talking to about, you know, us here in the West, us here in Australia. But whoever has the world's goods and see his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? So the Bible's saying, if we have the world's goods, which we do, and see our brothers and sisters in need, hello. The Bible's saying, if we shut up our heart from him or her, how does the love of God abide in us? God's love's in us when we're like, I gotta meet that. I gotta help with that. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta put myself in the place of the campus pastors and the team that have put their lives on the line, really, left their families in order to bring the gospel to these people. 
Philippians 1.27, it says, Only let your conduct be worthy of the Gospel of Christ. Amen. Word to all of us. So that whether I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the Gospel. Everybody, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're standing fast, one spirit, one mind, striving together for the faith of the Gospel. And I love it on the, when we heard in the video, uh, Judy in Melbourne who came on, who I've met a number of times, no family. Husband has, she lost her husband. He died a good number of years ago. She's literally got no siblings, got no family. And our church has become her family. You know, in Lusaka, I don't know if you guys got some of the photos, but we're in Lusaka and the women's hospital birthing unit that takes 60 children had 100, sorry, 60 babies, had 100 babies in it and they'd run out of all the essentials. Sisterhood, Lusaka stepped up to give the essentials. They had no nappies, they had no wet wipes, they had no baby cream. And unless the relatives were coming in from rural areas and other areas to give, the mothers were not receiving anything. And so our church in Lusaka, hands and feet of Jesus, um, were like, okay, let's step up, let's do this. So we were bringing all the goods in. So they did not have wet wipes, they did not have cream, they did not have nappies at all for any of the babies. And there's a hundred babies in a place that takes 60. And uh, so that hospital now is right on our radar to be helping in the days to come. Also in, I don't know if you got the, uh, the baptism photo we had, but this year we lost uh, one of our young guys in Zambia, Chikondi, such a great young man. I was just in tears for about a week over him. And uh, poor Pastor Leah, she, she uh, Leah, Lisa was uh, devastated because that young man was calling her mum. He'd lost his mum five years ago. And in that family, he's got a brother who now in the last six years has lost two brothers, his auntie and his mother. And so if our church wasn't there rallying around him, he would just be absolutely completely lost. And so our whole church rallied around him. I had an hour and a half lunch with him when I'm there. He and I <laughs> lunch, I got my dark glass and I just cried for an hour and a half with him and just just cried with him because he's just lost so many of his family. He's two brothers. And now, you know, moving forward from that, without Jesus, without the church, how do you do it? But we're there. And uh, Germany as well. So many people moving into Hamburg now. And I love that uh, guy who shared about, hey, thanks, I've got community, people helping me. We don't know the city coming in. And, uh, and you know, that young guy in Montreal, who's Jesus? Got no idea. Okay, here we are, bringing the gospel. And then Tenacious House, what a joy. Come on, any tenacious guys here? What a joy. What a joy. What a joy to see now hundreds of men. We're on the way to 400 men. I've been through Tenacious House. We're on the way to it. And uh, to see so many men given an opportunity and uh, opportunity to know Christ, opportunity to overcome life-controlling issues, overcome addictions, to get a start, to have care, to have support. And uh, Mental Health Western Australia is just basically saying to us, you guys are one of the most successful programs here. We love what you're doing. We love how you're doing it, coming alongside people. We're working with uh, addiction and with mental health, just so you know, working with both, which is we're one of the few ones doing that. And, um, and also too, we save one of our beds for one of the, you guys probably don't know this, but one of the beds we save for somebody who's got the worst mental health and addiction issues that the other recovery centres are not, too, uh, not really wanting to work with. We save one to say, we want to give them another, we want to give them an opportunity. 
We want to love them and care for them and serve them. In Jesus' Name. So we're doing so much, (laughs) but it requires us to keep stepping up. You know, maturity is through the years standing firm. Maturity is growing in generosity. Maturity is growing in sacrifice. Maturity is losing the little things that I think for the major things that He thinks. Everybody, can I encourage you in your life as a Christian? Major on majors. Major on majors. Too many people live their life by what other people are doing. Your level of maturity will be down here. You cannot get caught up with what he and she. People are got all, our hearts are unknown. No one knows what's in our hearts. The Bible says that the human heart, who can know it? It's like, don't get caught up with people. Get caught up with Jesus. Get caught up, major on majors. Major on what he's doing. I think the devil loves to just get us distracted with what others are doing. Don't have time for that. Have time for Jesus. What have you called me to do? Where am I meant to walk? Where am I meant to go? It's just interesting that the more you allow God to stretch your capacity, how that can upset other people. Because not everybody wants to sacrifice, even though they're a Christian. Yet that's the Christian life. It's the Christian life. God doesn't say, you have to. Well, He does make it kind of clear. (laughs) I'd like you to do this. But He graces you to do it when you say yes. When you say yes to God, it's like a grace. You say yes to God, God like starts a spring near your life. Springs of blessing and springs of grace start to flow. And suddenly you're like in this river, like what's happening here? And the Lord says, it's all started with your yes. Just remember this as we get ready to um, just pray in one moment. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. God chose that you heard the Gospel when you heard it. God chose that you met that Christian. God chose that you saw that webpage. God chose that you studied with that person. God chose that you ended up in Tenacious. God chose. He was making a way for you to come to Him. Then He saw your decision. And the Bible says, hey, but remember, ultimately, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I came and called you because of my great love. He's calling all people. But He says, I came, I chose you and I appointed you now that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Everybody, God's plan that your life will be very fruitful. Wow. You'll be blessed. Be blessed blessed to be a blessing, but that your life will be fruitful in Jesus' name. Don't dismiss yourself in God's plan. Even Saul could have said, hang on a minute, Jesus. I've learned so much and I'm this and I'm that and I'm known. But he didn't dismiss himself in the plan, which for him was an incredibly costly plan. We're not called to be Saul, thank God. (laughs) But he didn't dismiss himself from God's plan. Don't dismiss yourself from the plan of God, the plan of missions, the plan of sacrifice. Don't dismiss yourself because listen, that's where the power is. That's where the supernatural is. And that is where God is in Jesus' Name. One of the greatest things that we can do for our healing, if you come from a broken life, one of the greatest things you can do for your healing is start to help others. As you help others, Jesus will help you. Do you hear that, everybody? The greatest thing to your recovery is not spending days just sitting in a corner thinking about yourself. It'll kill you. It's just like, oh, 
But when you go, Jesus, I'm looking up to you. Lord, help me to help me to help. Help me to help. Jesus, give me a bigger vision. Help me, Lord, to enter in and be part of Missions Faith Promise 2024. And Jesus, as I do, Lord, heal me because I can't do it. But heal me, Lord, and keep healing me in Jesus' name. Can we stand up, everybody? If you got your Missions Faith Promise with you right now, um, I'm just going to pray over it if you want to hold it in your hand. Husbands and wives, if you want to just maybe take each other's hand if you'd like to, you don't have to. If you're with a friend, you can put a hand on their shoulder and pray together. But let's just pray in Jesus' name. And then I'm going to ask the children to come. I think we've got some of the kids who are going to bring their faith promises. Thank you, Lord. So everybody, Missions Faith Promise, listen, just so you know, this is holy to the Lord. Just wait, just wait, everybody. Just wait, guys, just wait. This is holy to the Lord. It's, this is holy. It's not just a card. This is actually us fulfilling God's heart for the places that you've seen where God's called us. So this is holy. It's not a, this is not a card now. This is actually holy ground from our hearts submitted to God. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.